Hello, and welcome back to Those Art Teachers. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I'm here with my co-host, Corby. Hello. And today's episode is all about how to teach the holidays in art, or maybe how not to teach them. That's what I was going to say. Or avoid them. (laughs) And why. And how do we deal with the holidays? Like, let's maybe put it that way. I think that's a good way to phrase it. Okay. So we're going to talk about do we actually do holiday projects in our art rooms? Have we done them in the past? If so, how do we do that? And also how this ties into our previous topic of cultural appropriation. So, um, Corby, do you do holiday art projects? I do not at all. I have not done, and this is what gets me, I love holidays. I absolutely love decorating. I love I love a good theme, even if it's not a holiday, just like color coordinating things and just festivities, and it's just so fun. We love a theme. Oh, we love a theme. I was going to say, I, I uh, yeah, but no, I do not do things like that in the classroom. I try to do sometimes like a seasonal thing, like incorporate a seasonal like image and not really concept but that's as far as it gets I and I've not ever done I'm trying to think back I've never done done a true like holiday project it's always been like winter theme or like fall themed yeah and I always have kids ask me to do them this was at my elementary school and my current middle school and it was really tough saying no at my elementary school because holidays were really big well there were two really really big holidays and so the school culture like revolved around that but when it came to in the art when it came down to what we were making in the art room though I did not want to exclude some of the students that I did have that I knew that did not celebrate any holidays in general or just that holiday but also like they were Jehovah Witness so they didn't celebrate anything and they would always have to leave the classroom like when their classrooms were doing like Christmas parties or like Halloween parties and I was just like that's not fair like yeah that's so sad yeah so I have not I have not and you don't either right well there were several that I did my very first year teaching and I think I talked about this in the cultural appropriation episode as well a little bit oh yeah so I was avoiding certain holidays like Christian holidays because of the reasons you just talked about but then I was also trying to like have representation in my classroom of different cultures and so I did Uh, do one unit on Day of the Dead my very first year, like so five years ago. And then I did do a unit on Lunar New Year. I have done some like card making things when it's really close to the holidays, certain holidays, and students are like asking about that. And we might have like a bonus art class on a PD day or something. So if we have like extra time or have a bonus class, I have had them like card making stations available for them if they want to do that, but it's not like an assignment. And I have done some bulletin boards. Like I remember one bulletin board, this was for the winter music concert and I did, which I thought was so cute, but we did, um, students made, and this was, again, I was like an art club, like on a bonus day. But we did make like reindeer and then it said fa la 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 like all over the uh, bulletin board. And the reindeer were holding like music. The reindeer could have been from Alaska. Like that's, that's Alaska thing, wildlife. Like that could be any time. Yeah. But the fa la 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 is like, yeah, more a little holiday. But like nature. But I, yeah, I see what you're getting but, at. But yeah, reindeer, I mean, <laughs> reindeer are often associated with Christmas. But yeah, that was as Christmassy as I ever got. But it was, and it was also for a music concert. Like they were holding these little like music. I put it on my Instagram like four years ago. It was so I was going to say, I think I do remember that now that you say that. Because yeah, and I love, oh, that's another thing too, is I love really cute themed bulletin boards. But that also I've thrown out the window. Yeah. Anytime it's a theme, it is like winter, like snow globe activity when I was in elementary school. And it's like nothing with Christmas per se, but just like snowing and landscape and has nothing to do with like a holiday. And you mentioned cards, which, yeah, we never even have talked about that outside of this episode in general. But 
what I'm getting at is like Mother's Day, Father's Day, things like that. I have always never touched on that. Like when teachers ask like, oh, can you guys, it'd be so cute if you make this like little ornament and they can give it to their parents for Mother's Day or they can make this. And I'm like, I want to vomit because first of all, no, you can do that classroom craft yourself. And second of all, not everyone has a mom. And that is a little harsh about not everyone has a mom, but like I was in a school with like kids who had so many, like the aces were so, so, so high. And so I'm like, I don't want to do this when there's just like so much diversity in that realm of just like who they're living with, who their family is. They're actually like in a foster situation. It's just like, no, 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 no. That just seems like that's going to trigger more emotional things. If we happen to be doing clay around Mother's Day and you, the student, want to give it away to whoever it is that is the motherly figure in your life, great. But I am in no way promoting that. And I would always be like, no, we're shutting that down to teachers. Nope, we're not doing that. Like I was really hard boundary on that. Yeah, same uh, with that Mother's Day, Father's Day, all of that, which Father's Day is like in, I don't know, June or something, which in that case, like I'm not even in school with my kids. But so my after my first year of doing the holidays and I did have Jehovah's Witness kids or kids of different, you know, beliefs that were like, I don't celebrate holidays or I don't sell like my parents told me we don't celebrate this holiday. And, you know. I, as a new teacher, was like, oh, shoot, what do I do with these kids that aren't, I don't know, identifying, like, this isn't relatable to them, or they literally cannot celebrate these holidays, and it was so, I was like, man, I should just not do holidays, and, which is why I did think about that for the others, like, Christmas, Halloween, Easter, those types of holidays, but I didn't think about that with Day of the Dead and Lunar New Year because I was thinking about it more like I'm teaching these things that are from a culture or like like from around the world and I wasn't thinking about it like we're celebrating the holidays I was thinking about more like we're learning about some holidays yeah and and that is that is only one perspective yeah I think there's definitely multiple tiers and layers to this whole topic And whether or not we have students in the classroom or not that do have a religion or a culture that does not promote celebrating holidays, I think it boils down to the fact that what you just brought up of like, okay, by me engaging in this holiday topic, for example, Christmas, as the teacher, what am I promoting in my classroom? Who am I centering in the classroom? Is it actually about my students? Is it actually about me? Is this my school culture like going through all of those questions really helps you then figure out what is the actual purpose and reason why you're doing things Mm -hmm. but I don't think a lot of people think about it like that and it is hard because you can't include everyone like that's the thing where I'm like as we were talking about this podcast before we started recording I was like we've joked about like can you be too woke or like you can't please everyone like some people are going to be excluded it's the way it goes but at the same time that's not including no, no, I don't believe in that, but, like, that's the what? counter. I was like, wait, what? We never said that. No, we were joking about, like, can you be too woke? Like, we've talked okay. about that. Yeah, and yeah. you said the other thing, and I was like, well, wait, what? No, no, In So, in my mind, I'm thinking of, like, the counter arguments to that of, like, the people who are pro, like, well, go ahead, like, do a, a Christmas project. Go ahead, do a Halloween project. Like, that's not fair. Like, but the other kids, like, majority is this, and I'm like, well, that's still not fair. The whole point of not doing holidays or being mindful about like how you're letting students access the holidays they celebrate is so that it is centering all student voices versus like the 20 kids that do celebrate Christmas and like the three that do not. Bigger picture. That's what I was getting at. Might not even be that many. Because right, right, right. That's what I'm getting at though. Of just like yeah. it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be fair. But I still think that that counter is ridiculous. Like yeah, we shouldn't be just doing it based on the majority yeah. Well, and, and it might not even be the majority. Like, because assuming that I think it's kind of um, our demographic of our students can be very, very different depending on the school, uh, depending on the region of the United States, the all of those things. And so assuming like it's kind of a I would say it's something that could have happened a long time ago. I don't know. But assuming that our 
students even know about these holidays, celebrate these holidays, uh, care about these holidays, you know, I think those are some big assumptions and it might not be actually the truth of what our students actually know and care about or identify with. In their home life. Right. And assuming that they do is like from only our perspective. So getting to know our students is like key for all of this through right or cultural uh, responsive teaching. But also, even if there's just one that doesn't, it's like, okay, but then that whole unit is pointless to them. Right. What I'm getting at, though, is like my current school that I am at, I can't assume that all my kids care we're still gonna just keep let's just keep going with the christmas theme since we're on that even though it's like way earlier than that i can't assume that all my kids celebrate that but i do know for a fact that the culture of my school which is then different has promoted christmas in the past it is like culturally acceptable not only like in our school community but then outside of it like things in the stores and like it's become this widespread thing that like isn't necessarily maybe attached to religion yada 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 so then I do have like lots of kids right now asking me like when are we going to do holiday projects when are we going to do a Halloween project when are we going to do a Christmas project like they're all about it like that's all they've really ever known and I'm I feel like the bad guy where I'm like we're not (laughs) we are not because that's not what everyone does actually care and celebrate about and then they don't realize that either because they're just seeing it all around like in the stores in their other classes in their elementary school experience like they might not believe in those reasons for partaking in like the spiritual aspect or whatnot for it but they're just so used to being like oh yeah this is like the widely accepted norm so like when are these little holiday crafts coming and I'm like it's like they're not the hallmark it's like they they might know the hallmark version of it but not yeah. necessarily even like the religious part behind that right yeah and that's like really tricky that's like a whole different situation well and that has to do with our society and also the teachers and staff at the school perpetuating this idea that yeah. our students know and care about these holidays but it's like do they like are they actually identifying with the holidays or is it just something the school keeps perpetuating because it's like a tradition and is that even a good reason to do something like just because we've always done it I don't think that's a good reason to keep doing something you know like Uh, let's think critically about what we're doing and what we're teaching and like is it educational is it actually inclusive so I think we're like definitely on the same page about that and after my first year uh, teaching like even just those two holidays day of the dead and lunar new year and seeing how it did exclude people and also besides the whole cultural appropriation thing which we've already talked about um yeah I just said no no holidays I'm gonna teach the elements of art we're gonna look at art history we're gonna do all these other things but I have had teachers come up to me asking about which that you brought that up too can you do this craft okay guys Art teachers out there. <laughs> Ooh, let's like, go. Let's go. We can play a drinking game for every time someone asks us to to do a craft with their students. Like, we don't have a curriculum to follow. Like, we don't have standards to teach. I do think it happens more, though, at the elementary age than it does middle school. For sure. Like, I have not experienced sure. that as much as I did in the past in the elementary world. Like... Yeah. So my heart goes out to you because that, yes, that is, yeah. I mean, to give them the benefit of the doubt, like they probably have this idea in their head about whether whether it's a bulletin board or something they want to send home to their, you know, the parents, the families, and it's a really cute idea. And like, I'm not saying it's not, and maybe they just don't have time to do it because they, they are timed. Like I would not want to be a elementary grade level teacher. Some of them, I mean, they're timed on like, how much time they're spending on instruction for specific things like reading and math and all of these things, they don't have necessarily the time to do yeah. those crafts with them, which but I let us I, do our job. Like then don't ask us. That's where I'm at. Like with it, like just don't. Right. I can see, I'm just saying benefit of the doubt. Like I can see why they might ask because if they don't have the time to do that, those crafts in their class because they are, they have such strict demands of them for what they're required to do. 
I can understand why they might reach out and ask about that. But like to any, you know, grade level teachers out there, we also have demands of what is required of us, art teachers. Yeah, I don't feel bad. We have standards to teach. We have curriculum that we're creating and following. And we have timelines. Like we only see our students once. I only see my students once a week. So if I spend one or even two art classes doing this craft for you or for them to take home or whatever, that's, you know, that's a big chunk of my unit time, like out of my quarter or my semester that then I don't, I can't teach them some other things. So yeah, you're the doing the nice version. You're doing the nice version. I've moved on to middle school. I don't care. Basically, if you're not an art teacher and you're a regular teacher asking your elementary art teacher to help you with the craft, just don't walk away. Don't approach the door unless it's like a collaboration, unless you're actually asking about like, what are you guys doing in class right now? And is there a way we can make this work? And like, connect and make it cross-curricular? No, no. I just don't have any sympathy for it. If they are going to get mad about being timed on reading and math i get it that is unfortunate but like you would be so upset if we came in and was like hey let's interrupt your phonics time and let's do this because you're done limited on time like reverse the roles it's the same thing for us like yeah and no the other thing is I'm like, not sympathetic to that <laughs> i will die on that hill yeah and to yeah. our teachers who i don't know why you would say yes but to our teachers either. But I know they're out there to art teachers who say yes. Like, please message us and let us know why. Like, I don't know because I feel like when art teachers say yes, it It perpetuates. Yes, it keeps it keeps it going. Where then it's like then the next person that comes in is like like me filling new shoes. Yeah, and then it's like nope, I'm setting boundaries. This is what's happening. And they're like, oh well, the person before you did this, or like oh well, other art teachers at my other school. And it's like, well, no, we're not those people. Like. Ugh. But also that's not on the the other art teachers. That is also back to like school culture and like assuming that the it art is. teacher can just like do the crafts and like do bulletin boards for whenever we can because we don't have, we you know, we have all this free time and we can just whip up anything, which we can, but it takes time, people. So, uh, yeah, we're like art elves. We really are. We can do it, but we've got other stuff that we're doing. So don't do the craft because you don't have time in your classroom so don't ask us to move time in our classroom for it no no yeah I can understand why again our teachers who say yes maybe they feel really like pressure or maybe they're new I did feel pressure my first year when I did have some teachers asking me about things and I was like uh I'll see like if I can fit it in or I told one person straight up like they asked me first of all it was like a really inconvenient time and like when they asked and it was for like the next day or something and I was just like no like we have a plan of what we're doing yeah I was just like wow but sometimes when people do ask me in like a really nice way and they're they're asking like oh would this fit in with your lessons or would this fit in can we do this cross-curricular like I'm all about cross-curricular however if it has to do with the holiday I will clap back a little bit and be like, bye-bye. Let's have either like, no, thank you. Or let's have a conversation about how we can do this in a culturally responsive way. Or I'm sorry, I already have curriculum that I'm following and I'm like, we're busy. We're in the middle of a project. So sorry, not sorry. I feel like On... we got really heated about that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, it is what it is. On the it's topic. It's so frustrating. Yes. Well, I just know that this is a hot topic among art teachers because... Doing crafts or holiday crafts? Holiday crafts. Not just like regular crafts, but like holiday crafts. Um, Being asked by other teachers to do holiday crafts or like bulletin board stuff. And I know know that a lot of teachers do say yes. And and some art teachers like to teach holidays. And that's like their thing. I, I just don't get it. But I know that it's a thing because on our elementary art teachers Facebook page I'm sure maybe on the middle school one too but I know it's big on the elementary one um and in you know our professional learning communities there are lots of conversations about uh holiday art projects and whether or not we do them and how to do them and all of these things and it's like we're perpetuating it within our own art teacher community and I just I'm glad we're having this discussion because maybe 
people will think alternatively about it or like question it or question it at least. So when I was telling you that I did my unique research, that's actually where I went was to my middle school art teacher Facebook professional learning community because I don't teach holidays specifically like, you know, to perpetuate the holiday. But um, I was curious like, okay, what are middle school art teachers posting when you type in holiday or right now when we're recording um because we release these like we record early then release them later um so we're coming up on halloween dia de los muertos and then you know next month is thanksgiving and then there's different things sprinkled in between in the middle school art teacher professional learning community on facebook right now there was a really big mix and i was really surprised of lots of people sharing sugar skulls um not only like with symmetry and like drawing, but also like clay uh, sugar school lessons, um, some ofrenda lessons, and there was something else. The mix of response was interesting because a lot of people were posting and there wasn't a lot of clapback of like, hey, this is cultural appropriation. We shouldn't be teaching this or like be mindful. It was really positive of like, oh, yeah, great lesson. Like, this looks so good. I'm going to try to do mine, you know, later on and, like, tweak it to make it look like this. You know, like, more positive things. And there were a few people that did comment specifically that did say, like, hey, I really appreciate you sharing this. I'm a Latinx and it, it's really great to see that you're sharing our culture and, like, representing us. Like, keep teaching these lessons. Keep doing it. And I was like, okay that's interesting because I don't see that kind of response on these projects very much and that I feel like is important but at the same time I don't know like we don't know what's happening in the classroom like how the teachers are going about it but I do understand that yes we do want to expose kids to different cultures and have students examine how are other people like going about the world and like you know dealing with these different topics and like what other holidays are celebrated but it also comes with again, that cultural appropriation territory of like, okay, but the way you go about it makes a big difference. There was only one comment that I found, and I was doing pretty specific searches though. There's only one comment I found that did cite, um, hey, like, be careful, make sure you don't culturally appropriate. And then there was another comment that was bringing up the um, topic of like, be mindful of your students and their traumas because Dia de los Muertos deals with death and you know, students could be experiencing loss and then that's like really tricky territory. And that's a lot of like my background too of like teaching kids with such varying levels and yeah. like in extremely high aces. I'm like, I don't think that those conversations are appropriate. That yeah, should be a conversation. Yeah, with the family. So there's just like so many different bubbles. But I was just really surprised to see that most of the comments were still in the like yes let's keep teaching this let's kept let's keep teaching holidays let's keep doing these activities with kids and there were only a few that were mindful of like trauma ace aces cultural appropriation majority was not that way and i'm just sharing what i saw not yeah again that like caitlin and i agree or disagree with this yet but just like i thought that was fascinating because i wasn't expecting that i was a way expecting way more people to clap back not to be like promoting it or even the one response that was the latinx um art teacher that was like yes like this is great like keep going keep representing us and i was like oh yeah i, I see what you're saying on that too like i was like i feel very torn mm -hmm. well that's that's what i was getting at too with my first year like i was saying i knew my population was very hispanic like a majority of them were Hispanic so that's why instead of doing like we didn't do a Halloween art project we did a day of the dead project but I thought I was like helping with representation right and like connecting with them and then well first of all it gets into some very sensitive topics like with death and how to talk about that with I mean that's a huge topic and something that you know I don't know like now that I'm past that I agree I'm not sure that that's appropriate to talk about with my students as something that I bring up, like that I'm teaching. If they ask me about death or if they ask me, like, of course, I'm a safe person that we can talk, we can have a, you know, conversation about stuff. But should I be teaching about, that's, that's a very personal thing to talk about. Um, and 
there were still students in the classroom that of course did not relate or did not connect with that holiday. And so, yeah, I, ugh, it's, a, it's difficult. Um, I think it's interesting though, because I did have parents that were really happy that I did day of the dead project and they loved, they were, when they were walked through the halls, they loved the Pothel Picado in the hallways. They said, oh, this feels like back in Mexico. And like, they were so happy and they loved the representation. So like what you said about someone commenting about like, yeah, keep representing. It's like mixed messages, right? So I can see why it's a complicated topic and why there, there's different perspectives. It's not just black and white. There's not a right and wrong answer, I think. And um, I think my opinion has, has just changed over the years about what I think is appropriate for me to do. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong for someone else to do it. Like, if they want to do Day of the Dead at their school, and maybe it is highly appropriate at their school because it's a cultural magnet or it's something like where they can talk about it in an appropriate way or maybe the teacher is celebrated like uh, personally and they want to share that with their students. It, I think it definitely could be done in appropriate ways. Um, but as far as what, like my experience, do I? No, I don't. I think my, from my experience, it has informed me that I, I don't feel comfortable doing the holidays anymore. Um, and I want my students to all feel connected and I want them to all feel included. Something that I read on the elementary art teacher Facebook page and someone asked, um, curious here if anyone chooses not to do Halloween projects, uh, to avoid alienating students who don't celebrate it. I plan on not doing Christmas holiday projects for the same reason. I'm also considering staying away from Halloween stuff too. Halloween stuff too. And then people, there's mixed responses. A lot of people say they do holidays because students love it. A lot of people say they don't do holidays at all. They just do season, like seasonal projects. If it, yeah. kind of like what we were talking about. Which that's what I've gone to too. If it has anything to do with kind of the season, it's like winter, fall, spring, not the holidays yeah otherwise we're not even doing that either but one person said I'm Jewish to me it always felt like religious minorities were an afterthought it still feels that way as an adult oh for sure so yeah and that's the thing that I think when I was talking about like my current school culture and like that everyone is like oh yay like Christmas or yay Halloween but they might not partake like in the religious part or the spiritual part it's just like oh society has accepted this as like the widely accepted holiday let's partake in it that totally still feels like a thing and I do think that is it is important that students are exposed to not just those like mainstream holidays like Dia de los Muertos and I know we keep using that one because it's like coming up recently. Lunar New Year is different. Yeah, yeah. I mean. There's so many. Um, Hanukkah. But it just, yeah, it just feels tricky. And I just don't think, to me, I don't think teaching about a holiday would make sense also just for my style. Um, But because it just feels so exclusive. Now, I think if there was like a unit where kids got to look at multiple different like cultural holidays in a time frame and like research it and like learn more about it and there was more involved and it became more of like a research project I could see that being more of like accessing like learning about other cultures in an appropriate way but I just yeah I just am never going to be the person that's like that stage on the, the sage on the stage feeling, even though I'm not like lecturing about the holiday, but even like giving them activities and stuff about that one holiday, it just doesn't feel right to me. Well, because we are in a position of authority. And so it's yeah. like whatever we're teaching, like whatever we're bringing to our students, it's like there is a power dynamic there where it's like saying, hey, there's an emphasis on this. And so that whatever it is to students might feel important. Like we... Because a lot of the things we do teach, we we emphasize like, hey, this is important. Like, we want you to know this. And so if then we do a holiday project, it's like saying, hey, this holiday is important. And we need you to know about this. And like what that says, like internally to people who don't celebrate that holiday, like the, the person said on this comment, it makes them feel alienated. And like, it makes them feel like religious minorities are an afterthought. 
Yeah. And then someone else posted, like, for those of you saying that you ha- always have, like, a backup project for those that don't celebrate, think about how that feels to students to know that they are a backup idea. Like, they're not the main idea. They're, a ba- they're like, an afterthought. Yeah, it's terrible. And it says, they tagged the Art of Ed podcast, and it says uh, the episode is 294, and it's called Rethinking Your Holiday Projects. So if anyone wants another podcast to listen to that's about a similar topic, that looks like one, I haven't actually listened to that one yet, but that looks like one that might have some other ideas too. I think we're pretty much on the same page when it comes to holidays. I Oh, that was the other thing that I forgot about, or I guess we haven't really gotten into it, but when you were talking about the we're talking about the mixed emotions of like doing them versus not, but there are appropriate ways. Um, making sure that it's not cultural appropriation. Like you can teach about the holidays or you can like show a variety of cultures, variety of ways that the holidays are celebrated or that particular one. But then knowing like the significance of like the item or the symbolism or whatever it is that you're creating, that replication, like it, this ties back into the cultural appropriation topic so much because I feel like that's something I was really surprised I didn't see more people calling out on Facebook. But the one person that did say, oh, it was actually the person that was like, yes, like represent us, like thank you, this is awesome. The person who had commented did mention instead of creating exactly, just make sure you're using like your own ideas or have students use their own ideas. And I was just like, yes, that's awesome, like fantastic, like great, that makes sense. But again, that wasn't the majority of comments. It was just like, all the sugar yeah. or like pictures all the sugar schools were like the exact same thing and it's like recreated and over and over we're just replicating that thing and i don't know what they're saying in the classroom we don't know i hope like with best intentions but that i guess is also why we're having this topic is like we just have to be mindful if you're going to do those things make sure the way that you are talking about it and the way you are representing isn't appropriating yeah and I had a really great conversation with a colleague today about that, about Day of the Dead. And it was a wonderful conversation. And and this is what, during our cultural appropriation episode, we talked about like inviting people into the conversation instead of shutting them down. And this is where if, like we were being kind of harsh earlier, but like if someone were to come to me and ask about doing a Day of the we Dead were. project, <laughs> you know, this is where we could have like a learning opportunity for our colleagues and invite them into the conversation and explain or ask them questions about how they want to go about it and learn first more about how they're going to go about it or what what they're teaching their students and get kind of underneath the surface of the ideas. And then also maybe it's a learning opportunity for them and you can explain to them about, you know, why you don't do holidays in your classroom or like that's what I did today and also uh why there's like uh that it's tricky that we don't want to go into the cultural appropriation and then we had a really great conversation about how we could talk about day of the dead but then connect it back to the students and make sure that you know we're doing it through a culturally responsive lens and we we brainstormed a few ideas that I think are going to be actually kind of neat um and but it's not going to be holiday it's not yeah. gonna, there's not going to be a bunch of sugar schools it's not going to be a bunch of pop Picado. it's like the students could take this idea this theme and then make it personal to them and so each one's going to be different they're um they're not going to be using those uh that imagery of day of the dead you know they're going to be using things that are like close to them and their families. So then it changes it and it's through a whole different lens. And that, I think that changes the intention too. Oh, and like for sure how people and how people um, read it. Yeah. And yes, I know I got a little, well, we were both kind of intense, but I know I definitely went down the more like, no, let's go clap back to classroom teachers. But I agree. Like I think handling it in that lens or like with that root of, no, let's talk about why we don't do holidays and let's brainstorm some ideas. I think that's way better. The classroom teacher approach of like, yes, I agree in person. I mean, I would be like up front still and be like, nope, we're not doing this. But yes, I think going through the 
the root of like this is why we're not doing it and explaining and having that collaboration conversation of the thought process is yes that's a, a great way to take that route and I would not just be like yelling in an, an elementary teacher's face like I felt like I painted that picture I was like no like get away um but I don't have to have those conversations with adults anymore I have been having them with students a lot like I have been getting students asking me and begging me specifically for holiday projects and I've thought about actually addressing it as a whole group but it's just been more one-on-one but we talk about that a lot individually when they're begging me specifically for the upcoming holiday and I just tell them like nope sorry like don't expect that and then this is why and not everybody celebrates this holiday that you're asking for and so we're not going to be doing that. But you're always welcome to include that those colors or that imagery or the symbolisms. Or if you're looking for like a video that's helping you develop a skill that also works on like one kid asked me about Halloween recently. So like if you're looking for a video on like how to draw a pumpkin or something like, oh, yeah, I can help you find that. But no, we're not going to be doing that all together. And like this is why. So I try to have that conversation a lot with them. Which, again, is like a promo for Tab. Because, oh, yeah, for sure. Because in TAB... They have those opportunities. Yeah, and they're making what is personal to them and what is relevant, what they do connect with, like what is in their imagination or what is in their memory. And they have the time and materials and everything to do that. So it's... Which, again, is like it gets away from teacher-directed. It gets away from centering the teacher and the th- the teacher's ideas and the teacher's perspective and it really centers the student and the student's perspective and so if that student really wants to make a halloween art like project, they totally could totally can and i actually have had some because i'm doing tab like we talked about in the last episode and i have had some students do some kind of holiday stuff and i'm like great that's your thing like this is what you like this is what and this is how you want to use the materials awesome but and then they're not asking me if they can do it because they already know that they can do it. Like, they're not asking if the whole class can do, you know, Christmas thing because they can do that. Right. And I think that's the other interesting part about my school culture. And I know, I mean, I started later. It feels like we've been at school longer, even though it is still, like, very early. But my students are very used to everything being very teacher-centered. So they still are asking a lot of those questions And these are students, too, that are like my sixth graders or students that I haven't had in art, like new seventh and eighth graders to me. So they're not familiar. Like they're still learning me. They're still learning how the art room works and all of where we can have this choice time and what that looks like. Um, So I know that takes getting used to for them. But that has made me kind of think about kind of pointing out that topic for holidays because I do get that question for so long but then I don't want it to be like bad like I don't want it to feel like I'm bashing the holidays for like the whole group of kids but I want to center being like yes you're always welcome like I can help you make that pumpkin drawing or I can help direct you into this direction of using the oil pastels to create whatever it is that you might want to but unfortunately no we're not going to be centering that traditional like Halloween follow along with the teacher like you got in elementary school that idea I think that's what they're still like so rooted in like they're waiting for like ooh, when is that day coming like when are we all gonna draw pumpkin and I'm making this up like I'm not for sure that's what they did in elementary school but that's what it feels like and they're like very hungry for that so it's just like a lot of that explaining and getting them used to figuring out when they can make those choices and like when they're ready they can do that at any time like there literally is no limit like the answer is yes you can do that on your own but they're just so not used to that at all yeah and even if they came from a different school like maybe their other middle school they did do that stuff or like I've had students transfer from other elementary schools and within the district and you know other art teachers are doing holiday stuff in the district so it is not consistent from school to school it's not consistent from elementary school to middle school to high school um I, I don't know if it's something that's changing, um, that it's some, if it's something that uh, art teachers used to do a lot. I know a lot of places didn't even have art teachers. And so when art teachers were able to be, uh, you know, paid and hired and everything, a lot of things they started with were like crafty stuff, you know, and holiday stuff, because that's what was also like kind of expected of them. So 
I don't know. I kind of feel like there's a culture shift changing because there are a lot of people pushing back and saying like on those elementary art or those Facebook pages, like saying they don't do any holiday art, that they're only doing seasonal or whatever, that they don't want to alienate kids. And I really appreciate that. But I know it's not consistent because there's also a lot of people saying they still do it. So yeah, like kids don't know what to expect. Like no, when they, they come don't. In your room, they don't know if you're going to do it or not. Right. And that's why, too, when they ask, I'm like, great question. Let's talk about it. Like, let's talk about the why we will not be. And and it is kind of heartbreaking because I do – I myself love holidays and I don't share that part with them. But I understand that heartbreak of, like, if they're really excited, they're looking forward to it. And also it does, like, provide this kind of, like, yay, the whole class is doing this. It, like, kind of builds community and that is exciting. And so I'm like, I feel that for them. Like, I did just have to have this conversation with a, a recent sixth grader. And he was just so bummed. And I was just like, I feel that. I feel that. But this is the why. And here's when you can. And here's how you can. And we can make that happen. It just won't be a whole group activity. And and he was bummed. And he hasn't really asked me since. And I don't know if he'll actually end up doing a pumpkin drawing or anything. It might have slipped his mind. But I'm so glad that we had the conversation. Like, I always take the time to explain and talk with kids about that. And some are really salty. Like, really, really salty. Like, last year I had kids that were really mad at me for not listening to Christmas music during Christmas time. And I was like, (sighs) my internal thoughts, I was like, I mean, I'm bummed, but at the same time, this is not for everybody. So I'm not going to promote that in my room. And they were like, oh, well, other teachers do. And I was just like, well, I'm not other teachers. We're not going to be listening to Christmas music. We only listen to instrumental when we do because of a variety of reasons and not holiday music because Christmas is not the only holiday happening right now. Like, we had the conversation, and he was not happy. And I was like, I don't care. That's the way it is. Like, but I'm not going to budge. But they are going to be the squeaky wheels because it's different. Because yeah. it is it, it is different. But what about those kids that are sitting in the back or wherever in the class, and they're not saying anything, and they are silently praising you, thanking you for not playing Christmas music because they're Jewish, and no one ever plays Hanukkah music and they don't that's not funny it's just the way that your face looked when you said that that made me start laughing because you're right and I've never thought about that like not only the kid I'm having the conversation with Mm -hmm. but the kids who are hearing the conversation too that matters and they might not say anything they may not say thank you for doing this but they may be silently like they're not gonna maybe they don't want to out themselves to the class as like the person who doesn't want to do Christmas stuff but I guarantee you there are kids in every single one of our classes that are grateful that we don't do holidays because it doesn't alienate them. And they don't want to alienate themselves by saying thank you or making a big deal out of it. But the squeaky wheels, the ones that have all that privilege that are so used to them being centered and them being the center of the story, those are going to be the loud ones. But we can't let them like just take over because no. they're also not the only kids in the class. Like oh, we have a yeah. whole diverse demographic of students and we need to honor all of them, not just the squeaky wheels. So yeah. And all of the projects or all of the like ways that we're celebrating, like music or decorations and everything. And this goes back to you talking about like, we're in this position of power. We are the authority figure. Anything we are doing, we are in a way promoting it. There's so many holidays. That's one thing that also has always stuck with me, which is why I'm like, I love I love them, but I have never chosen to do them because it doesn't feel equitable to me because if we're going to be centering a few of these, then that's not fair to all of these other holidays that are happening that never get talked about or celebrated or anything. Like, yeah, it's just, it never feels fair. It's just, there's too many to keep up with. And if you're going to do one or two, why not include more and, you know, have that bigger representation? And then it just feels like you can't keep up and, like, we can't go through. And then our through. whole curriculum is yeah. just holidays. And then it's like, wait, every is every month going to be, like, a different focus? Or, like, we always going to, like, stop for a week? And I guess there's nothing wrong with that if that's the way you're you're working your curriculum. But to me, that's what it would have to be in my, like, Enneagram 1, like, perfectionist personality. It would be like, <laughs> nope, if we're going to do it, like, we have to do them all because, like, that – is showing all the representation like we can't just do a few yeah 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 Yeah. well I know I sound like a total Grinch right now and you said you love holidays I do sound like I don't love holidays I decorate my house for fall 
I don't do a lot of Halloween because Halloween's never been my holiday, but I decorate for Thanksgiving. I decorate for Christmas. I decorate for the new year, like winters. I, I don't do a lot of Easter stuff, but like I, I'm kind of like validated. I'm like, guys, don't like, don't hate me. No, I do like love holidays. I love family gatherings, like all these things. It's just different though, because that's, that's you though. Like that's, that's your life. Personally. Right. And that's why I was saying at the beginning, like I'm such a holiday person too. It's just, that's for me. And I can't, I don't want to project that and promote that to students where I want them to tell me about what they like and what is the holiday they're celebrating, not just mine. Right. Where's the boundary? Like not everything we love and like celebrate at home or like love to do at home is appropriate for school. Yeah. It's perpetuated by like, if you go to Target, I haven't been to Walmart in a while. Not really many here. Anyways, if you go to Target right now, they have like all of the mainstream holidays. I did see though that they do have some mo- some some mo- some more deal deal de los muertos decorations, which is very different. Like that's not usually like a mainstream thing, but they're now like pulling those off the shelves, getting ready for Christmas. Like all of the capitalism that has put all of the like decoration celebration which again i do love decorating but like because that's the main thing that everyone's seeing that's how it just keeps getting perpetuated like that's just the accepted societal norm yeah that's just easy like oh we see it we can celebrate it it's fine it's in the stores so we can do it like we can do it in our classroom too it's like i feel like there's no thought about that that line of the boundary of like oh nope wait this is for my home life not for my teacher work life yeah because as educators we really do have to think about what are we introducing to our students what are we perpetuating what are we promoting I think the biggest question is what is the purpose of the topic what is the purpose of what is the educational purpose yeah what is the educational purpose I was like to say I wrote down what is the what is the purpose of education but it's what is the purpose of this education like if you're doing a Halloween activity. What is the purpose? Is the purpose literally only to have fun? I'm sure there's another way that you can do that and it doesn't have to be Halloween based. If it is just to give your students a a brain break and do a craft activity, again, I'm sure there's other ways to do it or offer like multiple choices. Do a survey of your students and see what holidays are important to you. Like figure that out and then do provide like a variety of activities or I don't even know, like have them research it or something. I just think there's other ways if it literally is like to have fun or like to do a craft. There's so many ways. And if it is just for that, it's not literally a part of the curriculum, then why are you doing it? Who is it centering? Who is it excluding? What is the actual intention? Yeah. I mean, just like anything we teach, we need to know like what is the educational value of it? What are the standards being taught? What is the objective? Write it as if it's a lesson plan and see if it makes any sense. Like if it if it actually hits anything that we're supposed to be teaching. Is this a good lesson? Objectively, is this a good lesson? Because it's probably not going to fulfill everything you need in a lesson. It is probably just for fun. I feel like we got we got into it pretty hard. <laughs> Who knew? Pretty hardcore. We'd be so heated. Who knew there was so much that we had to say about holiday projects? I mean, I think it is very sensitive because of our own experience. And then also just we're both very sensitive, though, to other kids and awareness of their experiences. Like, it is a very heated topic. Yeah. I don't think I shared this, but, like, when I was a baby and growing up, my family didn't celebrate any holidays. You didn't? on the podcast yeah so like I guess uh my perspective also is informed by that time of my life as well because by the time I got to school my parents had kind of changed their which church they were going to and stuff and so it started to kind of ease up but even when I was in preschool kindergarten like we didn't celebrate holidays so that is something that has informed my stance on things just don't want to alienate kids and like you know from personal experience it's just it's not fun yeah sponsor can be candy corn who actually eats candy corn okay though do you i'll nibble on it like if i'm kind of bored but i don't love it (laughs) no it sucks by itself 
<laughs> okay. But someone convinced me to try this mixture. And I it forever like changed my mind about candy corn in things. I believe it was candy corn and like salted or roasted peanuts. I can and it's see like that. A, it's like a trail mix mixture. Yeah. But the, something it's like sweet about, but salty. Yeah, but something about the peanut butter flavor, like the peanut with the candy corn actually like enhanced the candy corn and made it so much better that like that's the only way candy corn should be eaten. And now mm-hmm. I kind of want to go make some. So that sounds good. But yeah, I think by itself it's not the no. best. I do love how cute it is and I do love the sensory experience of biting off the little colors when I eat it, but I don't actually enjoy the taste. You eat it that way too? That's how I eat it too. I bite oh it. I gosh. used it when I would like when I was little. Like I would bite off the little colors cuz I was just like yellow, orange, white or whatever it was. You know what's actually kind of good? I don't know if they still make them, but they lo- they're like the same thing as candy corn, but they're like the pumpkins. Like they're Oh, I don't like those. Oh, I think those actually do taste good. Not. Are you they taste the same. I mean, well, I don't I think, think they, they taste, taste the same. same. They're just bigger, and so it's like a bigger bite of something not great. <laughs> Maybe it's more of the like sensory experience for me then, because it's bigger and it has like that little chalky like when you bite off of it, it's like, you know, like you just it's just satisfying. Okay. But can we talk about, so what is your favorite Halloween candy or Christmas candy or whatever? Like we could talk about something positive about holidays. Okay. So hands down, Kit Kats are always my favorite candy, but I'll, I mean, I'll eat a lot of candies. I also like hot tamales, but like Kit Kats for sure. Christmas candy I don't know if I have particular Christmas candy, but I do have fond memories of cream savers, the pink cream savers, but then I ate too many of them at my grandma's house one year, and so, yeah, that ruined it for me, but I heard they came back, but because I used to like them before that, I'm like, oh, I kind of wanted to go back and try them, but I'm not really sure if I'm going to ever eat them again. Yeah, I feel like there's there's nothing like getting sick off of too much candy from Halloween or Christmas. My favorite Halloween candy which is really like one of my favorite candies just in general. <laughs> but it's like the um like Reese's that are in the different shapes. And Halloween, they have a different shape Reese's, right? And I know for mm-hmm. sure at Christmas they have like the Christmas tree Reese's. I've never and seen they're those. Like, oh my gosh, they taste different. They taste different than the like normal Reese's peanut butter cups. So that's those are like my favorite Halloween candies. I've literally never seen those, but now I'm going to look for them because I've truly never seen them. Thank you for listening to another episode of Those Are Teachers. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully you were entertained by our shenanigans and uh, this topic. Find us on Instagram at Those Are Teachers if you'd like to talk with us. You can message us or comment on posts. We'll see you next time. Bye, not bye. Bye, not bye.